What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. You're iconic, and I appreciate you. If you're returning, girl, you've been new, you iconic. What's the tea? Now, I got the tea, but before we get into that tea today, y'all, make sure you go ahead and follow me at That's So Dev on Twitter as well as Instagram. Today, we have some music tea, but not music tea from other people. Music tea from me. I want to talk a bit about my um, my music journey, you know? It's not a secret. I am working on music, and I will be dropping my EP here in the near future. And um, I'm starting to feel the pressure of it. <laughs> I really am. I really am. But honestly, let's start back to the beginning, you know? Because, you know, when I was in New York... I was singing in the choir, you know, even though my voice wasn't a tenor, I was naturally put into being one, probably because I was a male. Let's just be real. That's how it was. The females was really sopranos and altos like men just weren't. And I'm still trying to figure out why the hell that was. But anyway, I was singing in church choir for the longest time. Like, I mean, like, up until, you know, singing the church choir, up until I left New York, which I was around six years old or so, you know, so even this young, I'm singing in the choir, y'all. Up in front of everybody, this is my life. So, you know, I, we move, we go to a different state um, for about a year. And during this time during the year, this is the time when, you know, I'm not in the choir for real, for real, because we're no longer in New York. But I'm performing now. I'm performing on my own in front of my entire family in the living room singing Yolanda Adams, The Battle Is Not Yours, and so on and so forth. So I have been singing and performing and doing this thing for so long. And, you know, after, you know, we moved to the state that we moved to, um, we moved to the state where I was going to be in until I, you know, left college and graduated high school, all those things, right? So, you know, we get here and obviously it's Kentucky. Um, honestly, I I believe the singing and all of that really just kind of stopped, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like where it really stopped for me. Um, I think it really stopped for me, honestly, once I got to Kentucky and really got enrolled in school. Because, you know, I was really this carefree person who really didn't think twice about anything like whatsoever. Like, you know, I'm just living free. But I get to uh, second grade, I get to third grade, and, you know, I start getting bullied because my voice is high. Now, mind you, I don't know why I'm putting a tenor. My voice is not made to be a tenor. It, it's, it's just not. It's really just not. And, you know, once I got to school, that's when everything really started to happen. And I was just kind of like, damn, like y'all not even, first of all, I'm really young. I don't even know what gay is really. My mind really hasn't attached onto it. I understand that, you know, the same sex are together, like, but I'm not thinking of it as something of significance to other people in their minds. You know, I'm just like, well, is this not just what's, you know, this not the tea? Like, what the hell? You know? So 
I, I think during that time, I think that's when I really started to shrivel up a bit as a person um, with all the things that I was doing, my performing, my dancing and all of that, because that's really where my personality and everything really and truly came out, you know, um, and, you know, over time, well, in Kentucky, my brother actually, my family is extremely musically inclined. I'm not even joking. Like, um... The church that I sang on, we actually sang for Pastor Timothy Wright. He was my pastor and, you know, a lot of people in my family, we, we went to his church regularly. That was our church. He is very well known in the gospel community. That is no secret. He was a fairly big person. And, you know, my aunt sang for him and a bunch of other people in the industry as well in the gospel area. Um, you know, my mom, she sang, she has sang herself. Um, uh, my family has just sang a lot professional um you know they have backup singers and everything you know like because my family just loves to sing it doesn't really matter in what context i mean that's just you know our thing we're all musically inclined and just talented in general but you know in kentucky uh, my brothers were actually making music my brother was making music um my sister at the time jasmine she also was a singer as well she Oh my god, vocals out of this world. I can't even explain to you how good her voice was. Um so having her there, both of my brothers, you know, down in the basement really just making music, like that's really what I was around. That's all I saw. I've always just been around music, whether it was being in church, whether it was watching my brother and his friends and family, you know, create beats, um, you know, ad lib or you know, really get in and get their verses and stuff, like without having an actual actual studio but having the software you know i've seen a lot of my family utilize the resources that they have and honestly that has been something that has inspired my own journey because let's be real any person that you really hear that's really really like in the industry right now they will tell you that their journey to become who they are right now started many, many years ago. You know, especially if, like for Normani, it didn't start on X Factor. Like she said, it started way back when in gymnastics and all that stuff when she was about four. And I relate to that so well because my journey as an artist started when I was four, essentially, or even before that, really. Let's just be real. And, you know, I think that when it comes to stepping into your power when it comes to music i think the journey is incredibly important because i don't feel that you can just you can't wake up one day and be like hey i want to be in the motherfucking music industry that's not the tea you know how many years i've worked towards getting even here to begin just making my own on my own time it's taken me the longest time <laughs> you know and, you know, the, the whole journey of experiencing all these different musical experiences, whether it was, you know, from the choir or whether it was from seeing my brothers in the basement or whether it was, you know, me doing cheerleading and gymnastics, which that brought out a whole different side of me. And I actually think that cheerleading created the creative outlet for me to be able to bring myself back 
to where I am now with my music and everything because I loved dancing. Bitch, I had mops on my head. I had t-shirts on my head. I had inches. I was Miley Cyrus. Yup. I was Miley Cyrus on that motherfucking stage in my kitchen. Get the fuck up. Yes. Yes. I was on the world tour. Come on, Best of Both Worlds tour. I was Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. What the fuck? Don't play with me. <laughs> I'm so fucking done with me. No, but I'm so serious. Like, I can, I, and this is the thing that I've always have been able to do. I have always been able to go out there and perform a full set. I do not care for you to be able to memorize an artist's full set, their movements, not even choreography, but they have movements that they make just like naturally as a person that you pick up on and you execute that. Bitch, you are working your way up to that real motherfucking stage. I'm so serious. So many people have so many talents that they don't capitalize on. And I have been doing that my entire life. I will go out right now to perform a whole fifth harmony set. And I will switch it up. I could do about three, four different motherfucking tours. And then let me do the solo girls tours. Yeah, get the fuck up. I'm so serious. Like, (laughs) I'm so serious, y'all. Like, you know, I, it, it has just been... I've been perfecting my craft my whole life. My entire life, I have been waiting for this moment right here. I think I understood along the way, although I didn't directly always acknowledge it, that I needed to go through what I was going through or what I was going to go through to get here. I had to because I remember the moment I didn't like set my mind on releasing an EP to literally maybe December 2019. (laughs) That's when I first like, oh, I think I'm going to do that now. And, you know, I was like, oh, so let me release this within the next, you know, blah, 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 however long. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, why would you do that? Why would you set a time frame for you to create? That was my first mistake. Now, mind you, I'm sitting on a shit ton of songs. I really am. No cap. And the thing about it is, is that a lot of those songs I wrote years ago or throughout my life. And, you know, I take a lot of those and I recreate those into something entirely new, which is awesome to me. It's amazing when I can look back at something and then look back at, you know, what I just created And I can see the value in what I created in the past and in the future and combine those together to make something so beautiful, you know, crazy. So, I mean, you know, I started cheerleading maybe now, mind you, I've been doing soccer since I was maybe eight. Yeah. So around like third, fourth grade, I started doing soccer, but soccer didn't play a part in my journey getting back to um, me. And maybe in a way it did. But I know that soccer gave me the outlet to, you know, release a lot of things that I had not known I was hanging on to, especially that anxiety at a younger age. Had no idea, did not understand it. But soccer did allow me to have that outlet. 
I love that, you know, but cheerleading, once I started cheerleading, I actually started learning to how to tumble on my own. You know, I taught myself my back handspring, my round off back handspring tuck, my handspring tuck, my standing tuck. I taught myself everything. And then I had somebody give me guidance as far as technique. And I taught myself that technique with guidance. So, you know, as I was learning all these different, you know, how do I want to say learning all these? I, I, I don't want to say tricks because that's so basic. Like cheerleaders don't do tricks. Okay. Gymnasts don't do tricks. Like, I mean, come on, we, we do skills. So it's like, it's like once you attain a certain in cheerleading, once you attain a, a certain level of skills, you advance higher and higher up and the higher that you get, the more you're able to do. And it wasn't until I really reached the level to where I had enough skill to really be on a competitive cheerleading team. That's when it showed me, oh, wow, heavy choreography. Like we're dancing, like we're dancing, dancing, like one, two, three, four, and five, six, hit, seven, hit, eight, hit, one, go, two, hit, three, hit, four, like, bitch, like I'm over here twerking some ass, popping shit up, like all this stuff, you know, and winking at the judges and shit. And I'm like, wow, like you, I'm really getting the best of both worlds here. You know, I'm stunting, I'm tumbling, I'm jumping, I'm doing everything. Like I am just feeling so free in cheerleading. Cheerleading made me feel free. It was the space that I could thoroughly be myself. And it allowed me to thrive as Devin. Whereas soccer was just something that I was kind of naturally good at. And I just did it because I was just naturally good at it. And that's why I started to burn out at the end of high school. But cheerleading did not burn at the end of high school. It kept going. And, you know, after I graduated high school... It was like I was introduced to this world in college of like so much freedom. I'm going to get into Campbellsville a bit later on a different podcast. Stay tuned to that, girl. The tea is coming and it is going to be messy. Anyway, you know, by the time I got there, it was just kind of like that's when I was able to branch out on a billion different things. I was able to go to this cheerleading camp where I was able to actually choreograph, you know, for teams. I mean, like. I wasn't, at that time, I wasn't choreographing for the actual routines for the season, but like, you know, we do dance routines that they perform at the end of the week, and I would choreograph the dances for the teams. I did do choreography, can I get that out, y'all? I did do choreography for other teams for their actual competition seasons, but those are two separate things. And, but you can see still everything that I was able to do, I was able to dance and everything. Like I was able to dance. I started creating my own cheerleading music and you know, I, girl, I was in band. Okay. For many, many years from middle school all the way up to the end of high school. So I understood so much about music because, because I not only sung it, but I created it and then I danced to it. And you know, the thing about cheerleading is, is It's the music. The music moves you. And once I finally understood that the music moved you, I didn't leave it. I was doing cheerleading routines all up in my house, just dancing, doing stunts, you know, stunts on the couch, a full up to the couch, a double up to the couch, a double down, a full down. Like I was doing all of that shit, right? So at some point in time when I ran across this bitch depression, because she was trying to take me the fuck out. I was in the room isolated by my motherfucking self, 
because you know at this time I have decided that I I I know my I'm on my journey, right? I'm now on my journey. Fuck everybody else who had negativity in my life right now. And I'm focused on me. You know, I just moved out of this dorm room with one of my um old roommates that was from Seville. I was like, I'm not having this. You're toxic. Let me do me. And that's when I really was able to focus on me and figure out that this was depression and anxiety. But in the way that I did cheerleading stunts and whatnot, I wasn't able to do this inside, you know, where I was living and whatnot. But it sparked something. I heard, you know, like I I heard a song that I already heard before. I was already standing Fifth Harmony. But I remember specifically, I believe it was, I think it was Sledgehammer that came on. It was Sledgehammer that came on and then Boss came on next. And I, all of a sudden, for some reason, I just got up and I started learning the choreography. But I didn't start learning the official choreography first. I just started dancing first and making up my own shit. And then I was like, oh, let me learn the choreography. And then it just bloomed and bloomed and bloomed. And then here I am. I'm singing Fifth Harmony, doing Fifth Harmony concerts inside my room. You know, from that point to many, many years later, here I am in my own apartment doing Fifth Harmony dances and all this stuff. Girl, Fifth Harmony, although cheerleading started to roll the ball, Fifth Harmony themselves brought the love of music and dance just right back into my life because cheerleading only allowed that to open up so far. Fifth Harmony pushed that forward, you know, and seeing their journey and seeing how realistic their journey was, it really provided a lot of inspiration for my own journey. So as far as my own music, you know, I've it really made me understand the importance of writing music. Fifth Harmony, you know, standing Fifth Harmony, it allowed me to um, learn about radio, how radio works, you know, what you need to be successful on radio, what you need to be successful here, 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 and here. If you don't have a label, you got to make sure you hit here, 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 here. I learned all the inner workings of the industry through standing Fifth Harmony, who had a horrible contract. And as a fan, if you wanted to support Fifth Harmony, you want to see them successful, you had to ultimately be actively involved in ways to make them successful. And ultimately, it gave me the tools that I need to move in this industry. So I'm very thankful for that. And a lot of people won't get that about Fifth Harmony. And that's totally fine. And I've had a lot of people dog me for standing Fifth Harmony. Bitch, you don't know. Back the fuck up. But anyway, like, it... it, it it's so fulfilling to me to be in this position now where I'm now writing my own music, where I'm now freely being who I was meant to be, who I am. You know, I love that. Come on. You know, I have song titles. Um, I have a song that I'm whew, I'm weighing on which song I want to drop. Um. I have actually one of my friends who is currently a rapper. Um, he, his brother and I, we played soccer together. And, you know, he has this, he has this sound that's just, it's modern, but it's authentic. Like, I haven't heard it before. And so I'm like, I need to get this person on a song. But in a way, I'm like, Oh my God, but what if I do get this person on a song and then I release a song? That's literally what my mind is like. Okay, like, okay then, bitch, then you drop a song. But I'm such a perfectionist that I'm like, okay, 
is this quality? Is this good enough? You know, what if, what if, what if, what if? Uh, uh, Devin, if you are dancing to your music, period, that's enough. That is enough. I, I hold myself to a very high standard. And I understand that I don't entirely have the resources that other people have had. But when you hear other stories such as people like Billie Eilish making um, equipment in their bedroom, I know what they happen to leave out is that they were able to afford that equipment in the first place. But, you know, if if something means as much to you as music does right now to me, it is worth the gamble and the money that you spend it is and for me music is not about like oh my god i want to be the most famous artist on this world absolutely not <laughs> absolutely motherfucking not i'm not out here trying to get some motherfucking bba bbmas and vmas and amas and iHeartRadio awards like no bitch i am here to make music that i love whatever the fuck it does it does that goes for anything that I make, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube video. I don't care if one person watches that bitch. I'm making the content for me, and then I choose to share it with people. That goes for any artist. Well, not all. Some do make music for you bitches. I don't know how they do that, but usually them bitches is on a one album a year schedule. Anyway, it, it, you know, it's I. I'm also in a journey of... What's my sound? I'm very sure of my comfort zone. But I wonder what my sound is. I want to make a rock song. I want to make a pop song. I want to make an R&B song. I want to make a hip hop song. I want to make all kinds of motherfucking songs. I don't care. I do not care. And I don't care for the synthesized beat. I do not care whatsoever. If that shit sound good, who cares? Because, you know, I want to be able to produce on my own and make my own music. I don't want to have to rely on other people. But I do understand that in a way that will take away from some of, well, the levels of your art. Even hearing Chloe speak about it, how she wasn't really able to tune in to her voice as much or experiment as much because she was too busy producing that she couldn't entirely focus on it. So, you know, for me, I have some producers that I'm working with. I have about two or three that I'm currently working with, which is really nice. I have one that I'm just kind of like shopping his beats online, one that I'm really just working with, and another one that kind of is just like, how you feel about that? How you feel about that? And I'm like, do you have this? you have this? And then it's just kind of like exchanging ideas and whatnot, and it's a real process of growth. I have a song on lock that I want to release, But, bitch, I am terrified. It is called lying to my face. I have already said it. I have already said it. You know, this whole project that I had a whole idea for a project, which I haven't scrapped. I've just pushed it back because I've recently experienced some feelings that I feel need to come out now. Because I'm not going to be healing from this forever, right? But the project that I had pushed back is a mental health project about my mental health journey. That's what essentially that music is. And that is a story, you know? I mean, everything that I'm putting out is going to be a story, but that one is like bigger than me. That one's really bigger than me. And um, I can't rush that one. 
I can't rest that. Like, I had somebody be like, do you feel like this is something big enough to become an album? And I do. I hate to waste. Um, I hate to waste the storytelling on that, but I'm not feeling an album. I'm not ready for that. And I'm not ready for that commitment. I need more time to establish myself, find my sound, and do what I need to do, you know? So I'm going to release two, three EPs over the next two, three years, and then we're going to do what it do. I'm hoping to have one by the end of the year. It's not going to be many songs. We're talking about three, maybe four. And... We're going to just see what the fuck the tea is. We're going to see how people like it. We're going to do lyric videos. We're going to do a photo shoot. And we're going to have a cute rollout. Because that is what I want to do. You know? And I think that this stepping into this area is going to ease some doubts. Ease some anxiety. That's what I need right now, bitch. Please ease that motherfucking anxiety. Please, I beg, nigga. But like, I, 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 I'm actually very, very, very. I, 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 I need to log out. But like, <laughs> anyway, I, I, if I say I, 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 you come on. If you didn't start singing barbecue, come on, get the fuck up. I'm so serious. We got barbs in the house. Let me hear you scream. Love that for you. I'm super fucking excited about this. But something about, you know, speaking of barbs, Nicki Minaj, like, I have to thank her because hearing what she has done and how she creates her music has really helped my process because I found it hard to always write music to the beat. That's not really something I usually always do necessarily. I now find a flow. I may mumble a flow over the beat and then put the words to that. That makes my process so much easier. I'm not even joking. You know, I just... I'm really excited for what's coming. I think the song that I'm most excited for is Runaway because... I think Runaway was the first breakthrough that I had had with emotion in my songs. My songs are good lyrically. You can see the journey, but often there's a disconnect with the emotion. And a lot of the time that's because the emotion is disconnected from me, right? So a lot of the times I have to really feel those emotions to bring them out. I mean, that's just my experience because me dealing with PTSD, a lot of times you go numb, you know? A lot of times in situations where a person probably would cry, you may not cry. So you may not be entirely connected to your emotions and sometimes that may not be able to come off onto paper, you know? I mean, I'm getting my feelings out, obviously, but how are they really portrayed? That's the take. So we're working on that. We're growing. This is my music journey. Thank you for listening to my music journey. There's so much more to my music journey and so much more coming. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more music coming out. You know, I'm looking forward to lying to my face because I had a bitch lie to my face. And guess what? We got to eat bitches up this summer. Like, come on, get the fuck up out my way. Get the fuck up out my way. Lying to my face.
I can't. But that song right there, it allowed me to release a lot of nasty feelings that I was feeling towards this person. You know, like the last thing I need from you right now is to be lying to my face about some shit we should have been talking out as adults. There's no reason for you to be going around talking to your friends about lies. Why are you lying to the motherfuckers? You don't want them to know the motherfucking tea. Let's go come out in the song. Trust that. Do not fuck around with songwriters. You gonna fuck around and end up in a song? That's the motherfucking tea. If you do not, <laughs> don't fuck around with us. <laughs> oh my god! But lying to my face. I had so many people tell me it's such a bop, but to me it sounds like one, two, three, four pop song, and it is. It, it, it is totally that. It is totally that. I'm so serious. It is the first one that I wrote for this project. Like I didn't even actually. I didn't write it for this project. I just wanted a cute, fun song for people to, you know, bitches be at the motherfucking pool while the song blasting and your middle finger is up, like. Get up on my motherfucking way. You lying to my face. Like, come on. Like, that's the motherfucking team. But I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm going to hop off here because you know Anchor only give me 30 minutes unless I want to split them into two. And I'm not editing any more than I have to today. So thank y'all for listening. Go follow at 5MIN self-care on Twitter. Turn on notifications. Get you some motherfucking self-care. You deserve, bitch. All right, y'all. Thank you. I appreciate you. And get ready to stream my music. Hey. Peace. Peace.